What's up, gang? This is Food Network star and culinary master of the Marvel Universe, Justin Warner, and you are listening to the podcast that's everything you ever wanted but never asked for. You know it. PSVG Prime. Now that that's out of the way, and where we dropping, boys? One and all to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network, and the only gaming podcast that is in fact Ooh Blinded by the Lights. Ooh. It is I your host Kevin, and with me is the man that I can't sleep with until I feel his touch, Mr. Lucas Rose. Hey, baby. You know, I didn't know where you, there were so many things you could have gone with. I was going to guess, oh, baby, I love you. That would work, too. Actually, I was kind of hoping just you and me singing to me outside my window. The Patreon exclusive. <laughs> Live stream. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash PSVG, everybody. Um, so that's a good call because it totally could have went that way. And I would have also done that as well. You're right. Save it um, for Valentine's day. Ooh, that's a good point. That's a mm-hmm. good point. Mm-hmm. Um, so we made a joke a couple weeks ago Uh-oh. that we kind of didn't loop everybody else in on. Like we made it on the show, but we didn't tell them it was an actual thing. And uh, listeners, if you recall a couple episodes back, Lucas and I were talking about like, wouldn't it be funny if we made a Spotify list of all the song references we make throughout <laughs> our shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thing, folks. So you can go on Spotify and look up PSVG Prime, and every time we make a reference to a song, we will slide it into the playlist, so you have the most <laughs> eclectic, strange, bizarre playlist probably of all time. I'm going to say that right now. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah. Considering what what depth of knowledge and experience that the pool that we have to pull from. It's going to be insane in the membrane, probably. So there's mm. there's three songs now. I thought I'm you were going to say, it, it's going to be May. It's <laughs> going to be May. I'll be listening to it until May. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you got three right there. And I was going to say, I'm just going to do it to make you have to add stuff <laughs> at that point. And hopefully I can come up with more gems that don't actually exist. Like, uh, what was it? My head is <laughs> on my neck and I can shake it like this. It took I okay. I sat down and I'm like, I'm going to find this so that people know that I'm not crazy and it actually exists outside of my brain. And so I did that for about 30 minutes one weekend. I was like, all right, I found it finally. I probably have uh, all sorts of viruses on my phone now, but I finally found where it came from. So they have it. Doing so our due so diligence. Yeah, and we're we're not going to be cheap with the song references either, folks. It's going to be quality insertions where we just slide stuff in there and and try and do it that way, and not just be saying songs just to add them to the playlist so that's true i don't think we'll also be relevant because i don't think i know any songs from i don't think i've listened to a song that released this year probably so you didn't understand the blinding lights reference no oh i thought it was blinded by the light well that's another song too um but no this is just kind of rolled into it no this is the weekend you gotta listen to it blinding lights is the song i've heard a little bit of the it's the one that starts like um uh, take on me. It sounds like the the beat is eighties like synth like that. Oh, you know what? Just listen to it on the playlist when we add it later. Yeah, I will. But I think I'm familiar with that because maybe somebody told. I think me we to posted. It. I think we posted things showing how similar it was in the Fluxopose Discord. Maybe that's what it was. I think it was. He was also in Uncut Gems. Uh, he played 
uh, a little bit of music was he really? in the movie. Yeah. Oh, in the book. Okay. So huh. I, I have heard, and I was like, "Ooh, I think I would like this." And then, of course, I never followed up on that because why would I? Huh, makes sense. There you go. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of uncut gems, kind of to be sidetracking where I started. Did you catch the new Adam Sandler trailer for the Halloween movies on Netflix? I haven't, but I saw the description of what happens, and it sounds funny in a way that's not good <laughs> yeah it sounds like stupid funny as i showed my right. oldest daughter as i was dropping off to work like we, we had to wait for them to, to open up the the salon for her to go in so i saw that that came through and i, I watched it and i was like huh this seems stupidly funny enough that it might actually be okay like like happy uh gilmore or, or billy madison like that level okay. of stupidity where you still chuckle mm-hmm. it looks to be like that but my daughter had the the startling revelation uh, you know, she's seen some Adam Sandler stuff, mostly like grown ups, you know, one and two and those things. She's yeah. like, there are a lot of celebrities. In this. Why are there so many people? In this? I'm like, that's what Adam Sandler does, honey. He writes a movie and he just puts all of his friends in it. There's no there's no auditions for an Adam Sandler movie. There's really not. It's like I wrote this. You guys in and like all the same people play roles in all of his movies. Like, yeah, you're playing this part. I wrote it for you. Here you go. I've read that his uh, the people. The reason why people show up to do his movies is because his sets are really low key and pretty fun actually yeah. not like he, i don't think huge parties that wasn't the yeah, impression i got that. it yeah. was more just like you're not working for some guy who's like this is his big break and he's gonna either not know what he's doing or treat you like garbage to get yeah. the best possible take we're not leaving the scene until we do 130 takes you know who wants to work for that person it's true it's true but yeah it looked it looked fun enough so i'm i'm kind of excited to see it. it's out october 7th i think so it's early in october um but it's on netflix nice. so why not right yeah. um Dude, I had to go out in public today. Like, I had to go to wow. work today for a little bit. Like, you had to put on I, pants. I, I said to my wife as I was getting dressed, I was pissed. I was like, I actually have to put on pants today. Like, I don't think I've worn pants. There might have been a couple times. I mean, this started in March. I might have been wearing like sweatpants and stuff like that. But it's been months since I've worn, as Coach Mo to refer to them as leg prisons. Um, <laughs> now, I had to leave uh, recently too, and it's also been a while for me. Did you get the feeling like you did something that, like, you forgot to do something? Like, you're going out in public and, for instance, forgot to put on pants, or you realized you're wearing, like, your I have house shoes. Like, you realize you just left without putting on your real shoes or whatever. Um, did you have that feeling? Because I, I felt like I forgot to do something like that, put my makeup on. <laughs> No, I I didn't, but I did spend a long time last night getting out my outfit to make sure I had everything already out and ready. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, here are the sneakers I wear to the office. Like, I actually have, I guess you'd call them dress sneakers. They're fancier sneakers that I can wear at the office. Um, So I made sure I had those out. I had, you know my my white undershirt to put my polo on over it and like all those things like right. it was it was really regular slacks not jeans or shorts or anything like that so it was like it was a really weird moment i had to find my id badge that was the other thing i thought was really weird Ooh, like like yeah. i have to scan to go in yeah. dude i haven't touched that thing in like six months so i was like where is it first and then i found it i'm like <laughs> they said that it was still gonna work i was like i wonder if it's still gonna work when i get there and sure enough it did um but the office was creepy because i mean they're they're I think my office can hold something like 5,000 or 10,000 people. Like it's, it's massive. Wow. It's a whole campus. It's, it's a campus. Okay. Um, and there was maybe 20% occupancy there. Like the parking garage was like virtually completely empty. Like most people just parked right near the door. That's how few yeah, people were there. there um, every floor was like empty. Cause I'm on the, the, the top floor of one of the towers. Mm-hmm. Um, and like 
I didn't want to take the elevator because it, with what's going on right now, like I don't want to be enclosed in a space with somebody else. So yeah. I took the stairs and I walked up and as I was walking up each floor, I kind of like look at the floor and there's like nobody first floor, nobody second floor, nobody third floor. I get to my floor and there's, there's some people there, but nobody in my direct department was there at all. Like I walked to that section and every desk was empty except for our admin person who she had to be there for my meeting. Uh, Cause I was hosting a training for all the business lines. Um, so she had to be there and she's like, yeah, the only time I come in is when we have to do these meetings and calls and I set everything up for you. She's like, otherwise I've never been here. I was like, this is the first I've been in the office since March. Um, so yeah, it was really mm-hmm. weird, but I went, I did my presentation in the conference room and went back home. <laughs> Nailed so, it and went home. Yeah, nailed it, went home. So I was like, yeah, let's took those that. leg prisons off. And he mm-hmm. said, never again. Never again. I put shorts back out. And I immediately went out into, oh, I checked my email for work to make sure nothing pressing happened. Then I immediately went into the, the, the extra room and continued working on the room. So, you know, I've been in uh, big buildings like that when nobody's there because I worked security overnight. Right. Yeah, yeah. Office buildings are super creepy mm-hmm. um, when there's nobody in them, they're so quiet. And you can hear like everything. And I don't know, something about spaces that are supposed to be occupied by hundreds of people being empty like that is just weird. And I don't know what the deal is, but uh, that must have been an odd feeling. Yeah. And I mean, it it was exactly what you described. It was like eerily quiet. And even though it was daytime, so it wasn't dark out. So it wasn't like that wasn't a creepy factor, but it was like the same feeling. It was like. It was like a place you'd expect to, to find in The Walking Dead. Like they stumble upon this vacant (laughs) building and everything's just, it's rows and rows of empty. Like, that's it. Like, I don't know, the cafeteria completely empty, like the coffee bar. Like there was one person that worked at the coffee bar. Now, like there was one coffee girl that worked there and like that was it. And you're like, fine, like one security person, one coffee girl, one person at the tech station. We have like an Jeez. Apple genius bar kind of thing where if you have problems, you go see them. And there's only like four or five guys there. It's like a geek squad station almost. One mm-hmm. guy, you know, in a mask, of course, and stuff like that. It was, just, it was weird. Not not a fan. That's I just going to stay home. Now. Yeah. True. Be less yeah. depressed. The, the, the new normal how's speaking Ooh. of new normal how's your wife doing with the adjustment she back to school is everything up and- yeah she decided to stay home actually mm-hmm. uh we had made a little space for her upstairs in the bedroom which i can't imagine trying to work in the same place as you sleep but uh mm-hmm. she decided i'd rather just stay home and work from home from uh for all days except thursday she goes in and uh does a little bit just to probably check in make sure she doesn't have any mail or something like that physical paper mail um but yeah other than that uh she's been it's tough because i'm doing the i'm doing the parent side of what she's trying to do and she's doing the teacher side of what you know of that thing so the online learning thing it's it's tough on both sides because like me as a parent with my uh, young fives student it's they're starting to uh, up the load of what is expected for you to do. And the teacher said it would take like three hours and I'm sitting here like trying to teach my son how to use scissors and cut paper while also dealing with my uh, younger daughter, who's like picking up my can of Pepsi and spilling it all over the floor. And I'm just like, this is horrible. And my wife is dealing with parents who are, probably dealing with the same problems but they seem to kind of come off and rub her rub against her in, a, in kind of a wrong way like it's her fault that yeah yeah like why are we doing these things my son doesn't know this my daughter can't learn that and it's like it's kind of depressing actually and you're like but, you realize that's what i do when your child is here i have to deal with that but i have to deal with 30 <laughs> of those not just your one like that's what my wife said she's like and they don't 
obviously know that this is what we would be doing if we were in school. So yeah. the fact that you're saying that your kid cannot learn something is pretty sad. Like it's one thing if they're struggling with it and you bring that up, but to be like, I don't know why we're doing this because my kid can't understand this. My kid's too stupid to know how to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you don't know what they understand just because they don't check in with you every time and go, I understand this parental unit. And I mean, it's also I, harder for you teaching your own son because like your son knows what buttons to push or, you know, daddy responds to this or not that, or daddy isn't the same as a teacher as far as like not disciplining, but saying like, okay, it's time to sit down and focus on this. When a, when a third party says that to your child, they tend to take it a little more serious. Yeah. But when it's you, they might still, but there's also going to be times that they're going to challenge you that they probably wouldn't have challenged a teacher on. Hopefully if you're, you know, I know some kids are different, but hopefully your kid isn't, isn't doing that normally that that's a tough spot to be in. No, it's just the things he doesn't like to like. He generally likes to do most of it, except for some things like phonics, for instance. He doesn't sure. understand why they're counting syllables. Yep. I talked a little bit about it in the Discord. And uh, so he starts to kind of him and haw. And when I press him on it, he'll start to like tear up. And I'm not even being mean. It's just, yeah. I'm like, what, what don't you understand? You know, help me figure this out. And he's just like, I, I just don't, you know, and I'm like, we're not going to be doing <laughs> we'll wait until your mom comes home and then you can talk to her about it. At least she's a teacher and she could probably deal with this better than I'm about to, because I'm just going to, I'm just going to go to the other room now and stand here and stare at the wall. And, and that's, uh, that's right, boy. your mother just spent the last eight hours trying to teach special needs students via remote thing. And then you know what? Damn well, she's going to deal with you after that. Cause I ain't exactly. doing it. Boy. Exactly. That's now, what Evelyn, give daddy another kids. beer. <laughs> my hands are shaking i'm just like oh, i can't do this anymore it's awful it's awful man so let, let's let's talk about things that we actually have some enjoyment with versus this, this hard uh reality check here but uh before we do we do want to thank our amazing folks over at patreon.com slash psvg who help support this and all of the shows on the network and you know we've had some new additions over the past couple weeks lucas so we, we want to thank all of those Ooh, people baby. But especially Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw Barboni, Devin Tyus, Chris McElfresh, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calico, Mike Masick, Zach Bradshaw, Nick Fahaba, Rob Emanuel, and Rude Days 93. Thank you, one and all, for your love and support. And hey, if you aren't a Patreon supporter and you want to check it out, you want to get access to the DLC shows, believe it or not, folks, if you're not a Patreon supporter, you're missing out on like half of the content we do we do even more than what you're hearing now believe it or not and for just three dollars a month you can have access to all those goodies if you will so patreon.com slash psvg but lucas let's talk about what we've been playing have you had any time to squeeze any games in lately uh a little bit a little bit i've been focusing mostly on one uh, and with the the online learning and everything, I haven't been playing much with my son because that would be normally what we would do. Sure, yeah, yeah. Squeeze in an hour of gaming with him. Uh, but with the special project that I've been doing, I've been more watching movies than playing games. However, that said, I have been focusing more on Batman. Nice. So I've been playing... Uh, oh, man, what is it? It's Batman, Telltale's Batman. The Enemy Within. Enemy Within, Yes. And uh, I'm up to, I'm almost finished with episode three. Oh, good. I'm, okay. I, I'm really enjoying it. This mm. is way better than uh, the first one. And the first one was pretty good, but I don't know. I think just the story in general and everything. And I, I don't know if, was Lady Arkham 
I, I may have asked this last time we talked about, but was she uh, in the comics or not the that war? I know of? I think she was created for for that, to my knowledge. Yeah, I'll double so, check while you're talking. Either way, I wasn't familiar with her, and so it kind of made it a little bit more difficult to get into because you want to see the villains as much as you want to see Batman. Yeah, no, um, she was she was created for that game, the Telltale gotcha. series. So yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm just really enjoying it. And again, since it's basically a movie as a video game, it's really easy to feel like you're making progress. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I can't really say much more about it other than once the once I complete the story, I guess I'll have more to say just because. Sure. Yeah. You know, there's story elements in there that are very serious. And I'm just like, wow, OK, I want to see what happens. So uh, that's probably the best thing I can say about it right now. Um, the other thing I did get to check out, though, is. No Man's Sky, Ooh, okay. <laughs> which I didn't expect to ever check this out, but because it's on Game Pass and my son seemed kind of interested in it because of the uh, astronaut exploration aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tried a game called Astroneer, I think, which is also on Game Pass, but it was a little bit too, uh, I don't know, difficult to sort of navigate what you had to do or uh, what you were supposed to be attempting to do anyway. So I, I mean, I know the, the history of this game. We pretty much all do right about what they promised versus what actually happened, but it's come a long way since then. I I believe it's no man's sky colon beyond or whatever they call it now. Uh, And I booted it up and uh, plopped down on a planet and right away it tells you kind of what to do and how to make things that you need to continue sort of the story mission or the tutorial mission that you're on. And uh, so I was surprised that it actually kind of led you in a direction. It was really the only thing to do at the, at that particular moment, because in the story mode, if you just play in the normal non-creative mode, you don't have any blueprints or anything, really. Mm. You, you just kind of are gathering resources. And so I did a bit of that. You repair your ship. And then next thing you know, you're off in space and not to be confused with office space. Uh, and you go follow this beacon and continue your journey in the sort of tutorial slash opening missions. And I kind of stopped my playthrough where I was starting to build a base, which mm-hmm. I didn't even know you could do. Yeah. Um, so very much like any of the other survival games, you know, you're landing on a planet and there might be a harsh environment. So you have a hazardous protection system that slowly gets eaten away if you're out in the cold or if you're out in some sort of toxic poisonous gas or something like that. So it's basically your shield uh, that slowly gets eaten away over time. And then you'll also have your life support system, which is basically your health. And then you can recharge either of those with some of the stuff that you're gathering sort of uh, like oxygen will recharge your life. Mm -hmm. Uh, meter and carbon or uh, certain other raw materials will replace your or replenish your uh, shield as it were. Yeah. Um, It's all right. I I mean, to me, it's not much different than any other survival game. Uh, You're not worrying about food and hunger as far as Mm, I can tell. So that's something I've always Uh, hated that. Yeah, me too. Uh, Well, uh, too, too much of a, a system where you're constantly you're eating like 10 meals a day that's too much and drink like, yeah and then you got to drink separately because that's a separate meter when you have those two it's it's a food and water it's like it, yeah and it and i get it like you're you're working it's not like you're just sitting on your duff doing nothing but come on nobody wants to have to babysit meters all day 
Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, it was decent. Like, I kind of feel like at this point, they've really made good on all the stuff that they talked about uh, before that was a big problem for not being in there. Um, and I didn't play multiplayer or anything, but I knew yeah. it was in the game based on some of the uh, screenshots and stuff that was listed on the game pass page. Uh, but overall, the, I think the big problem is I'm not going to play much of it unless my son asks me to, yeah. because I want to focus more on narrative gaming right now. And the realization of like not having much time, uh, it's probably not going to lead me to play too much of the game, but yeah. I was appreciative appreciative of checking it out. Yeah. The open-ended stuff, it's hard. Cause like you, you don't always feel like you accomplished anything in a gameplay session. That's kind of where you're like, man, but I could have been through like another chapter of Batman and gotten more of the story where you're like, no, I was on this planet and I found some plants that I doc, you know, cataloged like. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Exactly. Uh, the soundtrack was pretty cool though. I think I might actually check that out separately because oh, it was nice. very atmospheric and sort of like the original Mass Effect. So kind of sci-fi atmosphere. Oh, and, okay. Uh, I was like, hey, that might be the best thing I pull out of this game is <laughs> another video game soundtrack to add to the list. So. Well, I will say I, I, I'm glad you played it because this has been on my short list of like hey this came to game pass i should try this out and i just haven't gotten to it because of all the new stuff that i've gotten thrown in my face nonstop. um that i haven't gotten to it now i'm kind of realizing like based on your description here it's probably not for me anyway and i I would feel just frustrated that i'm not getting anything done yeah um like you i'm really you know into the narrative thing right now uh so i guess we'll, we'll just flip to me so i'm i'm playing avengers again i'm back to that um, and I haven't gotten too far in it again, and that's because of the second game I'll talk about in a second. So I'm up to the point where I'm not giving you any spoilers, Lucas, so I don't worry, because I know eventually you thought you might want to play it. Yeah. Um, I got to the point now where I've run into Tony Stark again. So I, I will say the, the story in this is really good in Avengers, which is, Ooh. I don't want to say surprising, because I, I feel like Marvel probably had a hand in helping write this story. Like, I bet they had somebody consulting, um, yeah. because it is a good story um, so far, and it's making turns and, like, the implications like we know from the trailers like what happens is that avengers day and mm-hmm. it goes wrong captain america dies the avengers split apart because they're blamed for what went wrong but the game so far at least does a really solid job of dealing with the aftermath of the characters that lived beyond that and like okay. what they're facing it's not just like oh well you know it happened we're moving on like they're all battling gonna, their own reasons like i was gonna say is it somewhat emotionally charged then because yeah. that would be the hope not just we have to uh, avenge our fallen comrade. And then, yeah, no, it's, it's not that at all. There, there's some serious implications of of what happened. And even some Avengers now hate other Avengers based on what happened during this whole process. So there's, you got that going through and you have Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel kind of trying to reunite and get everyone back on the same page to stop the, the threat of aim um, from doing what they're doing there and basically uncovering the whole conspiracy as to what happened. So are they using aim bots? They are. In fact, there are plenty of aimbots, actually. Those dang hackers. It's true. Shoot, shooting through buildings and everything. It's terrible. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm still really enjoying it. It's not... This is going to sound as a negative, but it's really not. It's not a fast-paced game, meaning like each story mission, like it takes some time. Like You get some story elements, you get some cutscenes that eat up a couple of minutes, and then like you yeah. play a little bit, and it's not just like... It's a big difference playing something like Spider-Man and then playing Avengers. Like Avengers operates a lot slower than Spider-Man does. Like Spider-Man, you could play for like 30 minutes and probably do two or three missions. Like it's like mm-hmm. boom, 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 nonstop. Yeah. Avengers isn't that. It's much slower in pace. Like there are these huge battles that are just crazy and can go on for minutes at a time. Like don't get me wrong. It's not like there's no action. It's just slower 
paced action, but it's good. I am enjoying it that way. Well, I I got that impression just based off from doing like that, that mission where, uh, you're the Hulk and, and, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. In the beta. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it felt like everything had weight to it and mm-hmm. everything. So you like with Spider-Man, yeah, you're swinging in, you go to the location, it plays a cut scene, clear out the enemies, boom, you're done basically. Yep. So I, I, yeah, it's almost a mix of that. And uh, I get the impression a mix of that and an MMO where you're, uh, you know, collecting 10, whatever, yeah. but, but you're not. But you're going to stay around long enough to do something like that, I feel like. Yeah, you, you, um, I mean, you're definitely wanting to explore. You definitely want to bust open crates and get more resources. Um, you'll pick up equipment in chests and you'll get uh, resources to upgrade your equipment that you have for your superheroes, too. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a reason not to just, like, run from one point to another. You want to explore. You want to, like, there's there's things you can interact with that do little, like, voiceover cutscenes. Like, Kamala Khan will, at one point, you're, you're exploring... Well, you know, from the from the beta, we were exploring the I forget what they called it, where Tony Stark was hiding Jarvis. I don't know if you got that far in the beta. I don't think I was able okay. to know. Well, you basically end up in like this this old place that Stark owned, and it had like a bunch of Avengers memorabilia there, like Thor's beer stein, and like Kamala would interact oh. with it, and she'd say something about it, and you'd find like Tony's guitar, and she'd say something about that, Cap's original shield, like things of that. Like there's different awesome. things you can interact with that give you. I mean, you're not missing out if you don't interact with them, but you're getting these little extra tidbits that give you more insight to the characters by doing these things. When you're on the ship, you can visit the other Avengers rooms and depending on who you are, they may say certain things about that character's room that they're in and like this stuff like that. So nice. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's really good. Like I'm enjoying, it. I think you will honestly enjoy it. Um, especially if you're craving something that's, you know, single player focused a little bit slower and has like a good narrative there. Uh, it's, it's good. I like it. I've said it. I said it after playing the beta and it sounds like it still holds true that I, this is basically what I wanted Marvel ultimate Alliance three yeah. to be, which is yeah. probably unfair, but I mean, that's, this is what I was craving, not yeah. the quick experience yeah. of that game. Right. And that's a different game. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but you're right. That's not the experience, you know, like you the arcade version. Wanted. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I mean, keep in mind, I have not touched any multiplayer at all still in Avengers, because if you to go to the multiplayer stuff, it even warns you that you'll have story spoilers if you just jump into that. Oh, so I'm deliberately like, I'm not even going to touch that until I complete the campaign. Like, I want the story and then is understand it, what happens there. Is it separate um, story from the single player, the multiplayer? It's so when you log in, you'll get. A, a screenshot that'll show all the characters you have to this okay. point in your narrative and you select campaign or co-op. I forget if it says co-op or multiplayer, but it says it's a separate selection. Mm-hmm. And when you go to do it, it says like warning, this will have, you know, story elements possibly spoiled for you. If you select prior to finishing the campaign, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you can still do it if you want to, if you really don't care. Um, but I'm not even going to go that route until I beat the campaign. So From what I'm saying, the campaign's not super long anyway. It's just, I'm slow to play it really is what it is, but gotcha. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of Jones into play it. The only thing holding me back is knowing that. Well, yeah, that's always <laughs> holding me back. When has that been a, a different? No, knowing what my time is like right now. So I think I'll oh, pick yeah, it up definitely. after things kind of cool off a little bit. And- I, I would say that's a, that's a smart choice because honestly, I feel like unless you can sit down and play at least an hour, I feel like you're going to get frustrated. Or you're going to kind of not get into it as much. 
yeah. like you, you need to be able to sit down at least for a, a moderate amount of time to get into it. So I, I'd say I'd agree. Like you don't want to be sitting down and then five minutes later have to go get one of the kids or, you know, do this lesson for online learning or, you know, try and squeeze in something during your half hour lunch break or something like that while they're eating lunch. It, it's, it's not that kind of game at all. It's definitely heavier than that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but the other game I've been playing, and I, this is this is a tough one. So, <laughs> a little behind the curtains oh action for some people here. Uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. So this is the remake of the GameCube Final Fantasy game um, from the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Um, what had happened is this was brought to me uh, by Square Enix, asking us to review it because the reviews haven't been so great that they were trying to get more people to review it in hopes that they would be able to raise their score. Oh boy. That's an interesting proposition, but it makes I guess cast a wide enough net and you'll find somebody who likes it or favorable yes. towards it. Yes. And I, and I will say, so I took, I took on the challenge um, and I had to get a review out by today, which actually I don't know if they published it or not, to be honest, but if not, it will be shortly. So you can, by the time yeah. you folks hear it, it'll be out. Um, I will say it's not as bad as a lot of the reviews make it out to be. However, to call it a remaster or definitive edition, I forget how they word it, is a stretch. Um, Graphically, it's really not much improved at all. Um, Music-wise, great soundtrack. I will say that. like It has that old-school Final Fantasy music vibe where it's just that light, bouncy kind of background music. Yeah. You know, you're exploring the overworld in the old Final Fantasy games. Mm-hmm. Um, but what Crystal Chronicles is, for those that aren't familiar, it was a multiplayer focused Final Fantasy game. So you can play with up to four people and you would you were on a quest to fill this chalice you had uh, with myrrh from the myrrh tree. Was it uh, a massive chalice? Yes, it actually is. Your character has to hold it over his head like the Stanley Cup. Um, <laughs> Drinketh from it. Yes. Uh, and you have to go out in benefit of your town to gain more of this resource in your chalice to bring back to keep this fog, this mist from engulfing your town and basically killing everybody. So oh. as you carry this chalice, that keeps a circle around you where the fog can't touch. And that's your safe zone. That's not gotcha. your no-no square. That's your that's your okay place. You're, <laughs> you're, it's like your circle. inverse, yeah, exactly. inverse circle. Um, so you're you're traversing these different landscapes and, and fighting bosses and, and doing stuff to fill the cup up so that you're able to continue on. It just it's rinse, wash, repeat. Um, you do it for like five or six years in the game, and the game's over. And then at that point, it's really not that engaging of a, of a game wait um, are you managing your time then or is it just that no it's okay. it, it's you you fill your cup three times and that completes a year um but each time you uh, go back to a same area to try and get that resource again the following year the enemies are harder so it makes you have to explore further out in order to not get a challenge that's way over your head gotcha um the the problem is is so if you're playing solo which you can totally do. Um, you get a Moogle that will actually help you and carry the cup for you. Okay. So you don't have to worry about it because, you know, Lucas, if you're holding the Stanley cup over your head, how would you fight an enemy? You I mean, can't. you'd be limited to kicks basically. Right. And in final fantasy, they don't kick. Um, so never you'd have, have to put, you'd have to put it down and you have to fight your enemy and then pick it up and continue walking. So it's really kind of a pain in the ass. Um, that does sound it, like a pain in the ass. Actually. Right. If you're playing multiplayer, one of your, players that are playing has to carry the child's book and put it down when you're battling, but it's not as big a deal because there's, you know, up to four of you fighting. Yeah. You can pass so, it off. Yeah. It's not as bad. And, and you're not getting, you know, bombarded by enemies from every direction because there's more people to help, you know, 
fend that off. So I played most of the game uh, by myself, and I, it, it's a very easy game, so it's not it's not a terribly hard thing to do. Um, but I was like, you know what? I, I want to go back and revisit the multiplayer because it, what I remembered of the game, I actually really enjoyed the multiplayer, was with the GameCube had this really great gimmick where you had your Game Boy Advance and you'd get a link cable and actually plug it into your GameCube. And that's how your friends played. They would actually play on their Game Boy Advance as the other character. Yeah, I remember this, yeah. So that was that's like the the little fond memory I had of the game was around that that aspect of being able to do that. It was really cool. So obviously they had to take that out for this because I'm you know it's on PlayStation and and on PC and Switch. So that's not there anymore. So you know mm-hmm. that that's out of the question. So you could do online multiplayer. Totally makes sense. You can look up friends on your friends list. Totally makes sense. I get that. Lucas, you can't play couch co op. Well, that what? Yep. So the game that previously had no online component and you only played with your friends in person you can't do now in this remaster slash definitive edition blah 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 why that is so confusing i feel like that would take more work to get rid of it than to i mean i i was going to joke that that's probably where all the work went into it was (laughs) to figure out how to get this to work but i wouldn't have thought they would get rid of it i mean i guess Okay, so if I were to pick one or the other, I'd want it to be online, obviously. Okay. But in this case, to get rid of it completely makes no sense. I mean, I don't understand the the logic there. For a game that was originally played co-op, like you said, I don't understand the logic there. Yep. That was the whole point of the game was playing with your friends, and they they made it harder. But So in my head, I was like, oh, this will be easy. I can get one of my daughters to sit down and play with me for an hour. Yeah. People that's like, you know, nope, couldn't do it. Okay. Well, let me check my friends list. Are there any of my friends playing this game? No, of course they're not. So I don't have anybody to link up with on PlayStation to play. So I do the, the matchmaking, which once again, it's fine. It's great. You have that option. You just turn that on and kind people can drop into your game. Yeah. Great. That sounds great. Lucas, I played for four hours and not a single person showed up in my game. Oh, and it's not. It's not Kevin was playing at 6 a.m. This was Kevin was playing from like 9 to 11 p.m. So that's prime gaming that's time prime for a lot time. of people. It, nothing. So the matchmaking is broken. And the worst part is, is if you open up that multiplayer lobby, you lose your Moogle. So I did have to continue playing by myself, carrying the cup, putting it down, fighting, picking it up, putting it down, fighting, which is really hard in a boss battle when the boss is running all over the screen and not staying in one area. So was the matchmaking open that whole time? Like you were people could drop in whenever they were playing. Yep. Wow. So the the player base apparently is that low that you can't even do it if you wanted to how long so, has this been out uh two weeks that's rough yep <laughs> so uh it's a really wow. hard sell for me to say i recommend this game um they certainly tried and i get it but if you don't have like a strong nostalgia and was like i love this game just don't even bother because it's it's just unless you're fine with playing it by yourself entirely it's just not worth it, it i was at all. i was gonna say if you were able to get people to play would you say, would you still say like, I don't have any yeah. or knowing know about this game really, other than I, I remember seeing it and going, well, mm-hmm. I'll never be able to play that because of yeah. what was required. Um, would it be worth it? And that, yeah, sense, I mean, or? if you had people like, like, let's say if I was able to round up my old friends that I played the original with, I was like, Hey guys, let's totally get this and, and go back and, and replay it. Okay. I could see it being fun. Um, however, there's no built in voice chat. So you could do it on PlayStation just fine because you can do your parties and that, that works. But on Switch, you can't do that. So yeah. you're going to have just your pre-prompted like, let's go. 
head this way. I need health. Like things like that, like pre-programmed <laughs> things. I'm using motion controls. Exactly. You have that, you have that crap in there. Um, but yeah, unless you have like a strong group of friends that you can play with, like it's only 30 bucks for the remaster anyway. So it's not like it's a $60 game. They didn't even try that. If you had a strong nostalgia and you had a group of people that were committed to playing with you, like, okay, we're going to play every Thursday night, guys, let's do it. It could be fun. But other than that, man, I, I really can't recommend the game. It just seemed like they didn't even really try enough, which is a shame because, you know, Nintendo, I mean, Switch is now getting a lot of the Final Fantasy stuff, which is good. But, you know, this was this was how <laughs> this is how Square Enix back in the day tried to make up for Nintendo not getting any of the Final Fantasy games. So like when they were doing like Final Fantasy six, Final Fantasy seven, eight, nine, ten, none of those came to any Nintendo console. Um, so we had yeah. like Final Fantasy four and then there was nothing until this game. So SNES to GameCube. This was the next entry in there, and then there was nothing until, gosh, probably we, probably now on Switch, I think. So it's just this really strange thing. Like, well, we made this game especially for Nintendo, and it was just awful. And, you know, they remastered it and now put it on PlayStation as well, and it's still not good. So, yeah. <laughs> Figures. Yeah. So, but that's, 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 I talked way too much about that more than I wanted to, but I just, I guess I want to warn people that, you know, unless you are a diehard Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles fan of old, just, don't save your money put in put in something else anything else (laughs) pretty much um but that's enough from us it's time to hear from you folks so it's time to talk about things probably not related to games much at all it's time to check out the messages message for you sir first one comes into our loyal takeda when did your wives first learn of your love for games, Lucas? Well, I, I don't know if I can give you an exact time frame, but when we were dating, uh, probably within the first, it was still in the time frame where you're trying to impress each other enough that like you'll pretend like you like things you don't actually like. <laughs> sure. Um, so she told, uh, my wife told me that, uh, well, not my wife at the time, but so within the first five months, probably I had said she had said that they ha- used to have a Nintendo and they would play Super Mario Brothers three and blah, blah, blah. And at the time I was trying to replay Chrono Trigger and mm-hmm. I said, oh, you're a gamer. Uh, Chrono Trigger is a great game. You should play it. And now knowing what I know, which is that my wife will not really touch a video game at all. It's a, it's like every once in a while it'll come up where uh, we did a replay of Chrono Trigger for Flex yeah. Post and it came up then. I was like, you know, Chrono Trigger is a great game. You should play it, you know, just offhandedly <laughs> to her. And so we still laugh about it because at the time I thought she, you know, might actually one day play a video game with me or be interested in playing. So obviously I didn't know her well enough yet to understand that there was no way that she would ever play a JRPG from, you know, at the time, 10, 15 years ago, probably. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous now. So I'm imagining at that point, she was like, Oh boy, (laughs) this guy. So pretty early on, pretty, pretty early within the first year by definitely. I think mine knew right away. I I don't, 
really hide it like that was my my hobby it's kind of always been my hobbies to play games so mm-hmm. um i feel like it's fairly early on i've been a little bit more fortunate though in getting her to play things it's only certain things i like pikmin obviously um but I'll, I'll be able to pick out what games i think she'd like and be able to kind of get her to engage and at least participate a little bit with me mm-hmm. um not not a ton by any means it's maybe like a couple games a year rock she sits down and play overcooked is a great example things of that nature yeah. um but yeah she's kind of known all along which she's never really kind of uh, shunned me or looked down at it or anything of that nature. It's not anything like that. So um, she kind of just has accepted it for what it is, I guess. Just like we all here have. Exactly. Uh, Follow up from Donnie. How many wives do each of you have? <laughs> well, uh, if you count waifus, then <laughs> how many <laughs> how many JRPGs have I played? Uh, nope, just the one. Just the one. And of course, my computer over here. So I guess that makes two. That's true. I can't imagine having more than one. I mean, dude, look, look at my situation. So I have a wife. I have three daughters. I don't need any more. I don't need any more women in my life. I mean, dude, the two cats and the rabbit are also female. Good. Like I don't need any else in this house. With, no, with female genitalia. I'm you good. shouldn't. You shouldn't have such an imbalanced ratio. You know. That's apparently that's, my just, that's why science. my life. That's why my wife lets me have video games. She's like, I just feel so bad that I'm just. I'll what let if, him have this. What if she made you only play like high testosterone, like Madden and really aggressive shooters and stuff like the like Call of Duty? And she's like, you could only play these games to really beef up your. Yeah. I'd still play them. Maybe not Madden, but like you want to say, all I can do is play Doom. All right, bet. Let's go. Like, yeah, that's Auto, true. Like, okay, no problem. Like, I'd find some joy in it. Maybe not as much, but I'd find still f- enough stuff to keep entertained. Because that means like, I, okay, maybe I can't play Fortnite because it's too cartoony, but I can play Call of Duty Modern Warfare, right? Yeah. So yeah, I could do that. So I could live. Um, then Delvin follows up with, when did your wives find out about your love for each other? <laughs> so uh, to preface that, we need to let everybody know, Lucas, today's a special day for us. I don't know if you noticed. Oh, probably it's, not. It's our four-year friend anniversary on Facebook. Oh, man. How did I miss that? I'm always I, on the book of faces. Yeah. I mean, it told me right away when I hopped on this morning to see something. So, How did you not share that with me? It is well, actually I, Facebook law that you do that. Well, because if I did, you wouldn't have seen it anyway. So I was going to. I literally had true. it came up with a little video that even said, <laughs> yeah, even though we're distant about the video. Yes, it had the video. and It said, even though we're distant, we share each other's love or something like that. It even said that. So I'm like, this is too good to be true. So that's why I tweeted out when I asked for questions that it's a very special day. We're recording on our four year friend anniversary. Ah, now it all makes sense. I was wondering what if they had a video for like people who remain friends but really don't talk to each other. So like 90% of my Facebook list <laughs> or friends list. So it's like you get the sad video. It's like the sad, sad ending from any video game. It's like, oh, oh. well, we know you guys are friends and are on our platform here and it's been four years. There, there you I'm, go. I'm sending you the video via Facebook Messenger, so it's not oh, posted boy. to your wall, so nobody else needs to see it. It's just um, a sad face emoji. Thought <laughs> <laughs> it, um, but yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know. I, my wife knows that you've been co-hosting this for a while, and, and you're you're involved here. And I obviously reference you like, oh, I'm gonna go play Fall Guys with Lucas, or I'm gonna do this and that with Lucas. You talk so. about your other girl, i.e., me. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and I feel like that happens because obviously, like you, 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 your wife knows Jason. I mean, that, that just happens, and yeah. You know, it, my wife kind of refers to all of PSVG as my boyfriends. So that's really yeah, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same. 
Uh, same way. Wow, this is a very sad <laughs> video. <laughs> They're like, we have one picture of you both tagged. Mm -hmm. There you mm -hmm. go. <laughs> um, yeah, sort of the same as like everyone's sort of clumped together in this sort of that's the one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, in the uh, secret dad, it's too bad. Whoa, it's too bad you aren't standing in the spot or sitting in the spot that you're standing in the picture. That would have been know, amazing. Right? Uh, over here. <laughs> the hat on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, but she knows that we do because obviously I, I talk to you or to right. her about you and um, basically tell her everything you tell me now. Uh, <laughs> But you've come up for the show. Like, you recap the entire show to her. You won't believe what <laughs> Kevin said. So yeah, uh, she knows. She knows. But I don't know if she knows how deep the love goes. I don't think anybody really knows. Like how deep I don't the think. I don't think she knows that we talked about what we would do on this fantastical vacation that we would have, where <laughs> yeah, we would go, right. how we would sleep together. <laughs> I did. I you're right. I didn't tell my wife any of that stuff, but that's some of the best stuff. That's some of the best stuff. Um, then Delvin actually follows up with with a, a different question. Uh, what do you guys think of the Scott Pilgrim news, and will you play it? So, kind of a sneak preview. That we'll talk about more. But Ubisoft had another Ubisoft forward today where they unveiled that the definitive edition of Scott Pilgrim versus the World is actually coming back on holiday uh, digital only release and we'll have the dlc uh available as well as part of that package for a whopping 14.99 yeah that's uh all very surprising uh, i mean that's a thing that i didn't think i would ever hear about again other mm -hmm. than it's about things you can no longer play because of whatever um yeah that's i mean i missed it the first time around to be honest with you uh i was deep into nhl territory at that point so i didn't play much of anything else uh, and i mean i'm familiar with the movie i've never read the books but mm -hmm. i will probably end up playing it because 15 bucks is very surprising yeah honestly. they probably could have got away with 2025 no, honestly you're you're probably right because it does have four player co-op too which i don't know if it's gonna have online co-op or not like i think the original did so i don't see why not um but it's potentially a game that we could all play like maybe i'll just get on PC. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, we, could, we could play me, you, Josh, and somebody else. Get uh, get that uh, uh, four-player arcade vibes mm -hmm. yep. via Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something. Exactly. Like exactly. It'd be fun. Um, so to Devin actually asked, did you already play Scott Pilgrim? And you kind of said like you'd missed it no. the first time. Um, I played it, but really briefly. Um, and, it, and it's not because I didn't like it. I don't remember why, but I do remember trying it. And I mean, this is straight up. If you're an old school gamer, like this is river city ransom, just yeah. like it's exactly the river city girls. If you're more modern and you haven't seen the old games, like that's really what this is. Uh, it's a, you know, 16 bit pixelated beat em up thing. Like not like final fight It's a more old schooly looking. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. Had great music, um, things of that nature. It's on a great IP. If you were a fan of the movie, um, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, I'm excited to see it come back and I, I will be playing it just a matter of uh, where, you know, um, Donnie then follows up. There's a lot of follow-ups on our questions this week. Um, <laughs> there was Donnie says, do you think <laughs> owners of Scott Pilgrim on PS3, 360 should get a discount or backwards compatibility version on Xbox PlayStation? Now I know they won't just asking. Um, no, <laughs> I mean, with the amount of time that's passed, I don't think anybody could ask that, but it would be really cool. I mean, but no, it's not going to happen. Nah, it's, <laughs> it's it's, like, do we want money or no? Yeah, <laughs> yes, we do. 
I mean, I th- I, I know what he's getting at because we're talking about now about all these games you buy now for PS4 or Xbox One, and you can upgrade to your next yeah, gen when it comes. Yeah. It's something like that. This is this is a little bit different. I mean, this game is is so old, and like it's been unavailable that it's really hard to come back and say, "Well, I'm justified. I should get you know a backwards compatible version." Like that. That's like us demanding that. You know, uh, you know, I can't even think of a good example, but like a game that was like a launch game on last gen would be, you know, up res and upgraded to next gen capability. And we demand it like they might do it. Backwards compatibility is there, but you're not necessarily going to get it for free. You can't assume it's going to happen, especially now we're looking at, you know, Call of Duty trying to charge for that upgrade and, and Madden doing it and so on and so forth. Like there's different people are doing different things like limited time, free upgrade and so on and so forth. So it's it's a weird time. But this is an indie game. Like, let's be honest. Like, yeah, yes, Ubisoft is is publishing it. But essentially, this was a this was a low visibility indie game to begin with. So it's you, not like something you spent $60 on, you know, Ubisoft basically fronted the money to get all of those licenses mm-hmm. or, or whatever was blocking it before. They're yep. just like, have money. Now we're going to sell your game. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's cool. And, and I get people are a little upset that it's going to be digital only because they're afraid it's going to get taken down, delisted again. The, yeah. That was kind of surprising. I will. I don't think that will happen again. I, I will. I really would be surprised with somebody like Ubisoft coming in and handling all of those, uh, licenses and everything considering it had been taken away already i don't see them bringing it back to make the same mistake i the deal has to be encompassing that this is going to be available you know going forward um and it's only like you said it's only 14.99 so a physical release like that's i've never understood the indie games that come with a physical release because like it's got to cost you so much to get it on something and then you know distribute it out there and then sold in stores and what if it doesn't sell then it goes on clearance and it was 15 dollars to begin with like it's just a weird plus multiple platforms right you gotta have multiple packaging i mean it would be cool if they did like like limited run did something limited run posted a gif of somebody like waiting like their fingers tapping on a table that they're waiting to be contacted so i thought it was actually going to be an announcement from them that they were doing it but then it came out that that's not in the cards right now at least I think if they were to do a limited run of mm-hmm. one platform, say Switch, I yeah. think that would make sense. But, yeah. You know, because then it's just an SD card, basically, as opposed to uh, yeah. having to make multiple of Xbox and PlayStation and CD-ROM. And, and who knows? Maybe Switch. that was part of the. And who knows? Maybe that was part of the licensing agreement that it was only going to be a digital distribution too. I don't know. Like you, you never. Very know. possible. Yeah. So. But yeah, so that's it for questions this week. Thank you, everybody, for sending those in. As always, just keep an eye out on the Discord and or Twitter, and we will reach out so you can ask us something each and every week, regardless of how ridiculous it is. So mm-hmm. with that being said, Lucas, it's been a week, so it's time to check out the news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. <laughs> Um, I will go first with the short one. Okay. And, you know, Lucas, I know you're now a huge fan of Dr. Disrespect (laughs) and other smart people. Yes. Yes. His Um, antics are quite, uh, interesting. Yes. They're entertaining to say the least. Mm -hmm. Um, so Ninja has made his move, Lucas. So he's been a free man since Mixer folded. He took, he, literally took his money and ran and was free to do whatever he wanted. And he made like little, you know, I think he did a YouTube stream once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, he's been playing with other people, um, but he has made his choice and he's 
going back full time and connecting oh, to his air quotes loyal fan base and he is going back to Twitch and no one was shocked nope and the the weirdest thing is his comment so i've learned to not hate ninja as much as i used to um cuz he's kind of changed a little bit he's grown as a person over the last year i'd say since the mixer thing i feel like he's grown a little bit okay since since joining mixer i want to say not since the mixer dispersion you know a couple months ago this is this is going on longer however some of the things he says makes me just kind of bang my head on the desk a little bit. And mm-hmm. this is this is his statement about going back to Twitch. In this next chapter, I'm going to make it a point to elevate and bring more eyes to underrepresented creators. I am looking forward to working with Twitch to demonstrate how this amazing community of gamers can make a meaningful impact. Okay. Uh, how is he bringing more eyes to underrepresented creators? He is the most popular person that was on Twitch ever and people watch him. So he could bring on an underrepresented creator. Like let's say that's what I was thinking. Let's say Ninja decides to play Fortnite with me for a day or two. And I'm on his stream and we're playing. We're, we're vibing as the kids say right now, we're having a good time getting those dubs, you know? (laughs) And then, you know, next week he decides I'm going to play no man's sky with Lucas. Does he really think anybody's going to follow me after that? Like that's where I'm kind of torn. Like I, I, I don't know. Like if that's his intention to say I'm going to find underrepresented creators and, and I'm going to boost them up on my page and this and that. I, I don't. Yeah, you might get some people saying, "Oh, I'll check this person out if they're not streaming the same time as Ninja." But if they're streaming the same time as Ninja, his people are watching him. They're not jumping to somebody else. I think what he actually means. This is what I expect. <laughs> um, is, actually, Kevin. Um, actually, uh. I think what it actually means is he's going to have some people scour Twitch to see basic vet them right. And find people who already have talent and are just under a certain amount of subscribers or something like that, because you got to You can't just bring on anybody, right. Or else that's going to be a gigantic mess. Um, I have a feeling when he says up underrepresented creators, um, it really is going to mean people who, have kind of established a foothold, but aren't as high up there as him. Like not in the top 10, yeah. but maybe in the top 100. So, you know so what I mean, keep in mind, even though he has not streamed on Twitch since he left last year, he is still the top streamer on that site. Despite not streaming on it, Lucas, he had 15 million followers, which is 6 million more than the next highest person. Good gracious. So even without being on the site, people didn't unfollow him or they didn't reset that counter. They kept him at that status. And I mean, obviously, he's got a new contract with Twitch. There's no way he just locked in and said, I'm going to make this my only place. Because this is what I don't understand is he has options. If he signed with nobody, he could choose to use like Restream and be streaming on every platform and get subscribers on YouTube gaming, get subscribers on Facebook, get subscribers on Twitch and make money in multiple places. Without having to do any additional work, like he's not doing it. He has somebody produce those for him, just like Doc has, you know, Alex that he yells at that produces the stream. Yeah. Um, so he's not handling the technical work of that. He's just hopping on and playing and doing his thing. But he's locking in saying, I'm only going to be on Twitch, which means there was a, oh, paycheck. Yeah. There was a guaranteed sure. paycheck right there. And considering he walked away with millions from the mixer deal without even fulfilling the contract uh, to no fault of his own, I will say. Um yeah, it's just a crazy thing, but Ninja's back on Twitch, so we'll see. I hope it's something like you were saying, and he's going to try and bring up people that are there, but I have a feeling he's just going to go right back to playing with the people he used to play with, like his buddies. Is this the guy who said he doesn't play games with women? You got it. 
So that also isolates, unless he's going to change his philosophy, he is now going to be sexually discriminating against who he's going to elevate that's underrepresented creators. Just saying, that's going to be some problems in Twitch, Phil. I was surprised to learn that he's 29 years old. I would have guessed much lower, actually. So. Yeah. Uh, the other note, which makes me sad because as Ninja you know, posted that he was coming back to Twitch, Tim the Tapman, another prominent Twitch streamer, um, said, welcome back, brother. This reminded me of a story I read about before, and I didn't get a chance to talk to you about it, was uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Disrespect right now. So he's playing games with other people a lot of people he's never played before uh, yeah. over on the youtube panel like he's done some he did a, a call of duty tournament with some canadian gamers top canadian gamers over there um part of his twitch ban extends to other people so like his friends mm-hmm. for instance tim the tap man who he played games with all the time and yeah. you know doc doc references him on his own streams he can't play with them at least not on stream so if if tim the tap man is streaming fall guys and Doc is playing Fall Guys as well. And they decide to matchmake and party up. Mind you, Doc is not streaming on Twitch, but Tim the Tatman is streaming on Twitch in a party with Dr. Disrespect. He will get in trouble. So he's basically not even allowed to be on the platform in a secondary manner. You got it. So he, he is basically not wow. allowed to play games with his friends anymore as a extension of this Twitch ban, unless they're not going to be playing online. Um, Holy crap. Yeah. It's it's insane what Twitch has kind of done to him. I hate to say because we still don't know what the story is. Doc may have done something we don't know, um, but we still don't know all the details. And it just seems even weirder, like and and almost disrespectful, you might say, and how they're <laughs> extenuating that ban when it's like, okay, Doc isn't going to make any money if he's playing with Tim the Tap Man, but Tim is streaming on Twitch. Doc isn't getting any of that money, so why really do they care? But you know yeah. how he makes money? He writes a book about it and releases it after the impending lawsuit. <laughs> that that could very well happen. But yeah, so Doc is adapting and playing with new people and actually elevating people who don't have any followers because Doc is on freaking YouTube and he can't play with anybody on Twitch. So that's also, really elevating people that don't know who he is. He also played Madden with uh, Snoop Dogg. That's what I was watching earlier. So. <laughs> that, is, that is crazy, dude. Like, <laughs> it's like what? What world are we living in? I want to see how many uh, followers Doc has on YouTube because we're talking about how much Ninja has on Twitch. Let's see. Oh, yeah, because it's been a while now on on the old YouTubes. Okay, so he's got 3.3 million. And what was Ninja? Ninja has 15 on Twitch. Wow. Okay, so still a big difference. Still a big difference, but we know there's more people on Twitch watching games than there are on YouTube for sure. Uh, But yeah, 3 million, so... Um, obviously a step down from what he had. I don't remember how much he had on Twitch actually. And I, I probably can't find any historical data on that, but yeah, Ninja's back at Twitch. That's, that's the whole announcement there. And, and doc is still off in YouTube land. Just crushing. I mean, he's like you said, he's playing Madden with Snoop Dogg. I'd ra- tell me, tell me what you'd rather watch Lucas Ninja, not play Fortnite with a girl or watching <laughs> doc disrespect play Madden with Snoop Dogg for Christ's sakes. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why I watched it before the show because I saw it on my YouTube list and I'm like, well, I can't not watch this. That would be right? ridiculous. Exactly. Snoop Dogg. Doc has gone toe to toe with the undertaker and played Madden with Snoop Dogg. You can only go. I mean, he's can only the, get better. I would he's think. at the tippity top. <laughs> right. But he's only halfway, halfway there. there. Yeah. It's so true. I love it. It's true. All right. What you got for news? Yeah. So we've been talking about the size of our Have video we? games. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, comparing, you know, taking mm-hmm. notes. 
Uh, speaking of taking notes, apparently Call of Duty should take note because Warframe has announced that they will be reducing its install size by up to 15 gigabytes. Wow. Potentially. <laughs> um, so as we know, Call of Duty takes up now more than 200 gigabytes of hard drive space, which if you're on an SSD, you know, you're probably looking at an eighth of your space potentially. Yeah. Or, so more pretty maybe big. Even, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty big for, for a game, especially a multiplayer game. Uh, so digital extremes in an update called the great in smallening, which is awesome to say, Mm -hmm. explain that it's moving to a new kind of compression technology in order to do this, uh, in the game Warframe that will enable it to shave more than six gigabytes off the game's install size at the, at this beginning, because they're going to break it up in chunks apparently, uh, because it will be an update to the game that you have to download. Okay. Uh, but that figure will eventually hit at least 16 or 15 gigabytes by the time they've, you've, they've done this whole conversion process. Uh, right now, the St- on Steam, the install takes, uh, it is stated 40.2 gigabytes. So not even, I mean, that's a huge percentage to remove from your install. Um, They say, quote, although it isn't a perfect analogy, it's similar to the trade-off between image quality and the file size that you get with different image formats, like PNG, which is lossless, but can be very large, to JPEG, which is very small, but then you might have artifacts and compression. Uh, the technology is called Oodle Texture, and like they're basically happy with uh, what what they've seen. And uh, in this this news post from PC Gamer, they do post some before and after shots. I did. I was looking at that right now. I was going to comment on that. Yeah, I would challenge anyone to see. I mean, except for the greatest of zooming and enhancing i i don't think there is much of a difference there it could be the same picture and i wouldn't even know like i'm looking i'm like nothing seems fuzzier um the shadows are still there the texture the lighting elements all seem to still be there like it it looks like you said unless you're zooming way in i don't see how you could tell any difference whatsoever and i mean in a game where 90 percent of the screen is gray at all times (laughs) i mean i don't know if this would transfer over to another game like call of duty but uh the weird thing is, is in order to gain the promised 6.6 gigabyte saving for the first part, you'll need to eat a 6.5 gigabyte update. So does that mean you need six and a half gigabytes, download the update, and then that all gets removed and you're actually still at a net negative five, negative six to seven gigabytes? Or does it cancel each other out? That's the question mm. I didn't understand because I would, yeah, hope, sure. I would hope that it doesn't cancel each other out and that you do lose six gigabytes but apparently you have to have at least six and a half to initiate the patch to right i was gonna say long long term it's probably not going to be an issue like when they do the rest of it if you will um but yeah yeah, this initial one might just be just a half measure there so it'll take place in three parts but i mean come on like it's an interesting technology for sure and you would think that they would be call of duty would be looking at something who is that activision uh or is it uh treyarch oh it's all under activision though who does yeah so you think somebody there would be like how do we make this smaller because 200 gigabytes is is (laughs) we're getting ridiculous here fellas let's let's scale it back a little bit (laughs) come on guys uh so yeah 
Uh, and I do hope that maybe this technology helps in other games too, because it is starting to get mm-hmm. ballooned out, especially for games that continue on past their their prime, <laughs> such mm-hmm. as uh, Grand Theft Auto Online or something like that, which is also getting quite large. So yeah, it's it, they definitely have to look at, it, especially also to to apply it to the console world. Like we're looking at these uh, digital only consoles and the the, yeah. the xbox series s and the playstation without the disc drive like you're you're giving up storage space in some cases especially with the series s that expansion is quite pricey from what we see to to double that memory so you have to manage it or make those tough choices well how many games can i have installed on there when you're looking at a 200 gigabyte game that just keeps getting bigger that's tough to swallow unless that's the only thing you're playing the only thing you need installed you know yeah, and I didn't even think about the console ramifications mm-hmm. of that size. So yeah, if they could start condensing it there, it's it's better. I mean, obviously, we all you're pretty much guaranteed to have more storage space on your PC than your consoles anyway, in most cases. Um, so I think like if they're able to apply this to a console base, that could be quite valuable. I think for a lot of developers to use that. Yeah, but um, Ubisoft did some stuff today. Yeah, they sure did. They announced quite a few things. Uh, they had their second Ubisoft forward. Um, which was uh, quite a long event. And I mean, I, I basically just tuned in to watch the actual uh, meat and potatoes of the presentation. Like they started things off with like showing Brahalla mobile and stuff like that. But it was just stuff that was going to say the, the first hour was kind of whatever, right? Yeah, it was a first the first half hour was like Brahalla mobile. And then there was some second half hours, more announcements about existing games that are already out there like hey here's the new season of you know division two this is what this is going to have or Mm. here's this indie game we've been working on or here's that roller derby game type thing they've had talked about they just like showed little glimpses of that their real big announcements were all held for this part oh just dance 2021 they talked about that a little bit you know in the old one um but the main portion had quite a bit to chew on including some surprises and some things we actually talked about in previous episodes uh but before it's it's worth mentioning that the CEO uh, Yves Gilmo uh, apologized for the widespread allegations of misconduct and workplace toxicity at the company that came to light earlier this summer, which led to firings and Assassin's Creed Valhalla director. Um, he also addressed the recent controversy around the use of Black Lives Matter imagery, uh, the raised fist, uh, to depict a terrorist group in Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. Um, this was all great. Like, I think he was very, I listened to the message about four minute message from him. He was eloquent about it. He was, you know, pledging to do better and that these people failed the company and didn't stand with the company values. And, you know, he made an apology to everyone who was hurt and so so on and so forth. Here's the issue. They didn't put that as part of the presentation. They said because of timing constraints. However, we began the show with a half hour of a Brawlhalla tournament featuring developers and streamers. Mm hmm. That's not as important, guys. I, I hate to break it to you. He he should have had that in there. It was four minutes. And guess what, Ubisoft? You dictate how long this presentation was and what you were showing, not somebody else. You weren't you weren't trying to squeeze in all your announcements into like a Tokyo game show and you were really down to the minutes and you needed to either show, you know, this new game or this four minute message, which even then I'd still may say this message is really important to put out there. Um right. they chose not to, and it was just shared on Twitter instead, which was it was rough. I mean, I feel like they probably should have added it and had it separate as well, because honestly, I wouldn't have seen it 
because I ended up just looking at instead of watching the actual event, I ended up looking at um, recaps and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I probably wouldn't have seen it unless they posted it. See later, like have it a part of the the initial event, the video, and then also post it separately yeah. or, or something. So I do appreciate that it's separate, but the sentiment really does get mixed up when you're like. Hey, sorry, we just thought about making this video and so we did, and then we don't have time to add it into our pre recorded thing or, right. or what have you. Um, yeah, that is kind of strange. I mean, you look at so in, in part of the pre show, which like I said, they made all these crazy, you know, announcements that, you know, for stuff that were already existing, we already knew about. Like, have you heard of a game called Monster Prom, Lucas? Yes, I have actually. I've played okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I was actually going to say, because of course haven't. I have. But, but they spent. Probably, I think it was it was definitely longer than that message, that four minute message to talk about Monster Prom Two, Monster Camp, and just that it's still in development. That's all that was really talked about. That's not even it's it's a kind of like choose your own adventure dating, not dating yep. them, but yeah, that's well, kind weird. Of, yeah, and they they spent time on that when you really didn't need to. But yeah, I I get it. it's important to that team that's working on it, sure. But I think the overall message for the company is bigger than that. But Anyway, let's talk about what was announced, what was really cool during the main event. Sure. Uh, Immortals, Phoenix Rising, also you may have known it previously as Gods and Monsters, Lucas, is coming out December 3rd. Wow. Yeah. So we have have Watch Dogs in October, Assassin's Creed in November, and Immortals, Phoenix Rising in December. Okay. Well, we're getting some back, I guess, you know. (laughs) <laughs> that's um, something yeah it's kind of crazy um it, it it's a romp through all of the classic greek mythology but not in a god of war sense not an overly gory violent sad type manner this looks a lot more bright more colorful it reminds um, me of fable but yeah in, totally it's in, being uh, just... oh sorry mythological time yeah. no, you're, you're, you're spot on um it's being described by most people as like a legend of zelda breath of the wild and kid icarus mixed together and i think i think the kid extra icarus is really just because he has wings wings characters yeah. wings because i'm not getting any other vibes other than yes it's mythology and they have wings at one point um but it definitely gets <laughs> breath of the wild vibes for sure and uh you know psvg friend jeff grubb uh you know industry insider got to play got hands-on with it for 30 minutes and can confirm that's definitely it feels like a breath of the wild clone which you know sounds like a negative thing i don't think of it as a negative thing this game looks fun as hell um it looks like it's going to be very enjoyable um, and it's coming a lot sooner than I think any of us thought considering they haven't really talked about it. Like it was shown at E3 last year and then, then they only showed us very, very little stuff like concept stuff. Like they had nothing, you know, working there was no demo yeah. to this is coming out a little over a year later without any other fanfare until like this. And now it's, by the way, it's coming out December 3rd, everybody like, holy crap. Can I be honest here? Yeah. 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 It's not really doing much for me. Okay. I, I watched the video. I don't mm-hmm. really know why. I watched the video and watched the gameplay, and it looks all right, but I, I'm not sure. I'm not sold on it, man, and okay. I, I don't think it's going to do that well. That's my bold prediction. I don't think it's going to do very well. Okay. That's, that's I think fair. it's going to be like a six. No, seven. Nothing can be under seven now. I think it's going to be a seven out of ten. I'm I'm not opposed to that because one of the things I'm thinking of is like yes, while it may bear resemblance to Breath of the Wild, I don't think it's going to be game as big as Breath of the Wild. No, I really don't think it's going to be as open ended. It's not. I don't think it. I don't think it's going to be like that. I could be completely wrong, but I think it's going to be a shorter experience, which isn't a bad thing for for many people. But it's not going to be. I think if you're going to try and compare it toe to toe with Legend of Zelda, I don't think it's going to have that same return on investment. Well, <laughs> I guess and, if you could say. 
Legend of Zelda has lore that is specific just to Legend of Zelda. There are creatures in there that you've only seen from that, for the most part, that you've only mm-hmm. seen from that series. We've all seen uh, Cyclops and ogres and orcs and, and whatever else is in here. So part of that is just struggling to see anything in here that looks different from what I've seen before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I mean, there the gameplay elements and stuff. Sure. Uh, and the flying sequences that I'm seeing here. Okay. Yeah. But from a lore perspective, which is kind of a large deal for me for a game that has a gigantic open map that mm. needs to be revealed and everything. I'm not seeing it yet from my limited uh, okay. view of this game. So that's where I'm standing from. Okay. It could be great. I, I have no, maybe I just don't know enough about it. I mean, that's completely fair too. Cause one of the things I, I question is we saw Ubisoft, not Ubisoft, Bethesda do a similar tactic a couple of years ago. They released like games side by side by side. And that did split the sales. Like we looked at, what was it? Prey, the evil within two and like dishonored two were all released the oh, same. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. They did the same thing. And whereas I've played, I think all of those games and I purchased them all, but I just waited and I got them on a deep discount because they dropped so quick because they weren't selling. Right. And I, I think that's what it is. I think by like the black Friday, I was able to get two or three of them for like $20 or $30. Like even though they just launched um, because of that market saturation. But I mean, who knows? It, it, I think it's cool. And I think for people who are into legend of Zelda, this is something that they might be interested in and it's going to be on mm-hmm. Nintendo switch too. So that's oh. something to excite Nintendo fans. Uh, you're not getting a full fledged Zelda game this year. You're getting the Hyrule warriors um, sequel which is still very cool. Don't get me wrong. But if you're looking for that core Zelda experience, this is probably going to be closer to that for a lot of people. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time is getting remade. We talked about this. This was leaked uh, and we talked about it on the show. Um, Lucas, this looks awful. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they forgot to like fix the lighting or something, but everything just looks like, like they just put a spotlight on everybody. <laughs> I, I don't know. The colors yeah. were all weird. Uh, the, the people look awful. They look like Sims people. Yeah. Or something. They really um, do. And it's crazy. Cause like the video showed them doing like new motion capture and stuff like that. I'm like, well, if you're doing that, why does it look so bad? Like if you're going through the point of actually motion capturing performance artists to do something like this, why does it still look bad? Well, in the game that c- comes after this is such a huge difference in, in look yeah. That it's just I don't understand why it looks like this. It's it's not it's not good. It's like a, a it kind of looks like a 360 game in the middle of the era or, yeah. or something. I don't Instead know. Instead of an early gen, it looks like a mid gen for that generation. You're right. <sighs> and it, it it's in the works. So what they showed was pre alpha, I think they said, or pre beta. Something. It's early on. Uh, so it's not like this game is coming out soon. So maybe it will change. But like initial look is like man. If it's not going to look totally different, then I, I almost wish you just didn't show it because I, I now expect it to look better next time we see it. Or, I mean, this game is you talk about not selling Lucas that this this could be a nail in the coffin for Prince of Persia, which by all means has been dead for years. But you bring it back and this is what you bring it back with. This is rough. Yeah, I don't understand what happened. I mean, it looks like it's just the facial stuff. The mm-hmm. rest of it is passable, but yeah. You know, you got all these characters. You don't want them to look like this. <laughs> you know? Agreed. Uh. Agreed. Uh, speaking of old fan favorites, Lucas Sam Fisher is back. <gasps> Finally, but not, but not in Splinter Cell. Uh, oh, he's coming to Rainbow Six Siege next season. Uh, I mean, I know some people like that game. 
Nobody I know, but oh well. I mean, I so <laughs> the other part of this announcement was that they're getting a Rainbow Six Siege World Cup next year. Where they're actually going to have country teams competing a la like an Olympic Games up for Rainbow Six Siege. Okay, like an Overwatch League, which is actually really cool to to see more of this type of thing happening. It's almost got me thinking about buying it, Lucas, and because it's always so dirt cheap too. Like the game really costs it's nothing like, anymore. Yeah, it's like four dollars half the time. Yeah, so like I'm I'm actually thinking about dipping my toe in it and seeing how bad I'd be at it. I've heard it's solid. I really have. Um, I just think the Rainbow Six uh, name kind of carries a sort of tactical, mm. nuanced uh, gameplay that goes along with it. And if you're the type of person who just wants to go on kill streaks and stuff, I don't know if that name carries that, that, that feel, even though I have no idea how the game plays. I know you do set up traps and, and stuff like that. And I've heard, like I said, that it, it does fairly well. And obviously it must, if they're getting a world cup, but to, to put, okay. It's okay. If you do that, if you're making a, a new, um, uh, Sam Fisher game. Uh, sorry, the, I'm blanking on the name all of a sudden. Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell. All I could think was Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different. But... Sam Fisher coming to Silent Hill. <laughs> um, if you're making a new game, okay. But why are you pulling him out for something like that? That's a slap in the face. Come on. Well, I mean, he's he's pretty much appearing in everything now. He's in the mobile game. He's been in this there's something else he's added to randomly to like, he's just kind of all over the place, but in his own game, remake the first one, right. reboot it or something. I and don't make care. it look better than Prince of Persia. I loved that was one of the first Xbox games, original Xbox games that I was like, Holy cow. The future's here. Look mm-hmm. at all the shadows. Yeah, yeah. I loved that game. So I can get rainbow six siege deluxe edition for $10. Oh my gosh. Or for 26 99, I can get that. And Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint, the one that came out last year, the the full fledged game for twenty six ninety nine. I saved sixty three dollars on that bundle. What in the world? Wow. So I I may have to dip my toe in one or or at least the Rainbow Six Siege, if not the the bundle with both games, because it's just so cheap. Like how could I not? I agree. It's so I cheap. Agree. That I Wildlands mean, I, or whatever was out before Ghost Recon Breakpoint, I enjoyed enough that I'm like I'd play this. I know it's not supposed to be as good, but still, um, it's so cheap. I think they also have free weekends of that game every once in a while too. They do, they do, they do. Yeah, Siege. So, um, so yeah, I'll report back if I get that. But that that was shown there that he's coming next season. Um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, as we said, is already coming back. So I'm not gonna, we're not gonna really talk about that. But it's coming yep. this holiday. PS4, Xbox One, PC, Switch, and Stadia. So basically on everything, which is wherever cool games are sold. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Is they showed more of that, which we've all kind of been like, we've seen enough of this game at this point. Like, why are you still showing more? Well, they're starting to talk DLC already. The season pass will feature a story DLC. So not just, you know, characters or unlockables. And the protagonist from the first Watchdogs, Aiden Pierce, will be back in Watchdogs Legion as story content, as well as being playable in the game. And the season pass will also get players a copy of the original Watchdogs as well for free. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Uh, I hope they give him a personality this time. He he did seem to be. I mean, just based on the limited interaction you saw in the trailer, he did seem to have more personality. Like he's, believe it or not, he's angrier. It seems, <laughs> which is which. I mean, is maybe a good thing because he's clearly aged. He has like a full beard now, so it's definitely not yeah. the same Aiden that we saw. And and I know you didn't play 
a ton of Watch Dogs 2, but there was a mission where you ran into him actually in Watch Dogs 2 as well. Ooh, I plan you to actually, go back to that one. You actually rescue him at one point if you play that side mission. Um, you can bypass and not catch it at all, but there was a mission where he is in Watch Dogs 2 technically. So ooh, ooh. this isn't entirely unsurprising. I mean, I played the first one and I actually liked the game. Uh, I did too. And so, like I say that, even though I, I did enjoy the game, it's just mm-hmm. he was a little bit wooden. And yeah. it's it's been so long now that they probably can make that character mean something now. Oh, absolutely. Which would be nice. Because the story that happens to him is good. It's yeah. just the way that he reacted to it. You know, yeah. you expect sort of this Max Payne type character and really wasn't. Yeah. there as much it's like max Payne light <laughs> yeah no that, i mean that makes perfect sense but i mean let's be honest what, what i really want now at this point is we need we need story dlc to bring back wrench yeah we I need saw. some wrench some <laughs> marcus picture like you they've opened this now they've opened the floodgates if you can bring back Aiden pierce for story content let's keep those season passes rolling and let's do a story one for marcus let's get wrench involved let's bring back all of our favorites here and get the get the get the band back together, back together and that would be yeah. incredible <laughs> to see it would um, be the, a true legion if that happened. That'd be, I mean, oh. that would be the team I'd roll with over anybody else I'm seeing here. Although, although <laughs> so you, you didn't watch the presentation, right? You just read the recaps. Uh, yes, I just. So, well, I did watch some of the videos that were along with the, okay. the recaps. So during the Watchdogs Legion, they kind of showed some different people that you could recruit as well, because you know you can recruit anybody you see in the game. But they showed yeah. some other types of characters we haven't seen yet, and one was a robotic beekeeper. Who can unleash hordes of mechanical bees on enemies? Bees. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> was kind of dope to see. It was like, oh, that is really cool. So, it's not the more I see of this game, and I, I've already said like I'm getting. It. I don't need to see more. So, kind of, I know a lot of people like we're done seeing this game. Yeah, some of the stuff they're still rolling out. I'm like, this just sounds better and better as it comes along. So, yeah, that's awesome. Coming October. So the last thing they showed is a game called Riders Republic. Uh, which is a new biking game by the same makers of Steep. If it wasn't blatantly obvious by watching the trailer, this is basically Steep 2. <laughs> um, it's a massive multiplayer downhill racer game. So it's the reverse of Fall Guys, Lucas. So instead of going up a hill, you're going down a hill. Right. Uh, either on bikes, snowboards, uh, skis, freaking jetpacks, wingsuits. And you're just going off these crazy tracks that look like something out of SSX Tricky and trying to just stay upright and make it to the end before everybody else. Um, they spend a long time on this game. Uh, it is coming in February, February 21st, 2021. Um, I will say it was a little long in the tooth, the presentation of this game. It kind of does seem fun, though. It does. It it actually really does. And again, it looks really good. <laughs> right. Especially coming off from you know something like prince of persia but (laughs) yeah i don't know there's something pleasing about going down Mm -hmm. a track and gaining momentum and and stuff it doesn't look that bad when you open it up to more than just snowboarding i think you gain a little bit more Mm -hmm. out of it so it i mean am i going to buy it probably not but am i going to play it if if it ever comes to something like a subscription service yeah I would try it. Yeah. That's the same thing. Like I, I, this wouldn't be a day one. I'm dropping $60 to play this kind of game, but if this went on sale, like I, and you know, unless reviews come out and they really bash this thing, like I'm on board to pick this thing up and play it. Yeah. I'll, I'll spend $30 on this. It looks like from what I saw, like I'd be down to play it. Like it looks fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see. And that was pretty much all they showed at their presentation there. They then went into like more live stream hands-on of, uh, immortals 
Phoenix Rising after this event went on, and then I kind of stopped watching. But that was mm-hmm. it for the big announcements they had. So pretty decent showing overall, I think, with, you know, yeah, there were some low points, but a lot of cool stuff, and there were some surprises we didn't know for sure that were showing up until they showed it. It feels like they're a little bit more well-balanced this time around, you know what Are I you mean? Are you saying they're looking forward? I would. I would. Okay. Way forward. Wayfair? Mayfair? Mayflower? <laughs> it ain't November yet. <laughs> nah, that's true. All right, Lucas, bring it on home. We got one more story. What are we talking about? Sure. Speaking of uh, things, uh, subscription services, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys addressed this on the Xbox show, but uh, Xbox Game Pass for PC exits beta next week. So this week, as you're listening to this, and the price is going up, but uh, that's no surprise, right? We knew yeah. with it being a beta, it was only, I mean, you got that ridiculous $1 trial. That's uh, true month, too, yeah. <laughs> $5 after that. Uh, but yeah, starting starting this week, Game Pass for PC will exit beta and its monthly price will go will double up to $10, which is not, I mean, no. that's to be expected. That's really not that bad, especially for, I mean, I was paying 10 bucks just to play uh, Ultima Online and uh, World of Warcraft. Mm. Well, actually, right. World of Warcraft is more expensive than that. I thought it was I more think. than that. Yeah, I thought like fifteen. But anyways, yeah. So it's still a pretty good, uh, pretty good bargain. According to the official tweet, the service will enter general availability, which seems to suggest that it'll be available in more regions. Though we don't know what those regions are; they haven't been specified. Uh, and if you already have a subscription and your billing day is a billing day is approaching you'll still pay the introductory rate until uh, your billing date is after that, I guess. Uh, But this also coincides with the other uh, piece of this puzzle, which is EA play coming to game pass ultimate and PC, which is interesting because ultimate is 15. Correct. Okay. But game Pass is or for game pass PC is 10, but you still Mm -hmm. get EA play, which is kind of odd to me, but well, so look at game pass ultimate includes the pc one as well and your xbox um, live subscription so you're you normally have to pay pay to play on xbox that is all lumped into the 15 dollars a month so that's why because you don't get the console um game pass offerings which i mean there are some differences sure uh but overwhelmingly not a ton because you also get some exclusives on pc but you're right yeah it, basically i think it's really just to coincide with the addition of ea play but if you have an xbox console and you play on pc you really should just do the 15 and get everything covered uh but you're right if not like you said we knew it was coming out of beta we knew this was going to happen alone i feel like game pass is worth the ten dollars anyway the amount of games you get and all the first party games come day and date on pc but now you're adding in the ea stuff which is kind of cool so for those of you that need that sports game fix uh you can play it you know you got nhl stuff on there you got the sims if you want to play that kind of thing but that's all there available for you it's interesting yeah i mean i was very surprised because i'm like again how are they making any money off of this but um you know, that's a big missing chunk for mm-hmm. a lot of gamers is those EA offerings, if you will. But now you can get them and uh, just that value proposition going up, baby. Yeah, you're getting you're getting 100 plus games from Microsoft through Game Pass. You get another 60 games from EA uh, play on PC. That's we, a lot for 10 bucks a month. We never need another game to be released ever it, again dude i i've been talking with donnie and like number one i've kind of just reaffirmed that like i i'm committing to next gen whenever i make my upgrades that i'm just going digital i'm not buying games anymore there's no point um i'm just buying games digital if i need to buy them but i really think i can go a long period of time with just playing 
whatever's on Game Pass and then buying my exclusives on PlayStation. Like I'm you're content at this point. There's so much stuff to play. Like, yeah, you may say, oh, I really want to play this new Watch Dogs game when it comes out. But in reality, like you could look at Game Pass and there are probably at least five other games I'd want to play that I could yeah. just play because I already have them. But I'm not because I keep buying more games like it is very easy to just sink in and say, I'm not buying any more games. I'm just getting Xbox or I'm playing Game Pass on my PC. And that's all the games I need. Like, do you still subscribe to Humble Bundle? Yeah, I do, but I'm about ready to quit because I've joked I've joked many months when they've released the games that I'm like, oh, this is just Game Pass, but now yeah. I own the games, basically. Yeah. So And I mean like if you look so you cancel your humble month humble bundle monthly and you're paid the extra on Game Pass, you now get EA as well as the Microsoft stuff, and you're getting that all for cheaper than what you're paying for Game Pass at the five dollars a month even then, and your humble bundle, it's still gotta be less than ten. I mean, it's still yeah. was more than ten dollars a month. So yeah. I think you'd be fine between that and what Epic gives you for free each week. You're you're sitting there pretty and your Amazon games. Don't forget about those. Your Twitch free games. Oh, that's true. And all of the backlog that I have anyway. Well, that so, too. I mean, that too. I never have more time uh, to play games than it takes to get through my backlog. So that yep. will always exist. Exactly. It's, it's but, ridiculous. Yeah. Everything's coming up Millhouse. What a time to be alive. It's true. All right. What do you say we get out of here? Cool. Let's blow this popsicle stand and go home. Meet upstairs. <laughs> yes. To okay. get midnight snacks. Mm. Yes. Mm. All right, Lucas, where can people find you and your other shenanigans you may be up to or not up to online? Oh, I, I do another podcast called Flux to Post. Just look it up in any uh, search engine and be horrified by what you find. <laughs> I also do uh, a little bit of the Twitterins on the Twitters at heavy metal underscore riff very rarely, but every once in a while I will release unto the, the masses a tweet. So amazing that I thought it would be worth sharing. Um, and then I'm just on the discord more than anything, uh, hanging out, making comments, doing my best to just forget the doldrums of the day. <laughs> Fair enough. So as Lucas said, head on over to psvg.blog to find links to all the stuff that we do, including links to that now infamous Discord where we just spend all of our day doing that as opposed to what we should be doing in life, teaching our kids from homeschool, uh, working, um, you know, chatting about the Ubisoft live stream while we're supposed to be working, while watching the Ubisoft live stream, like all these kind of (laughs) things. Um, Come join us and hang out. It's a good time and there's plenty of spaces to talk and connect and find new friends if you haven't already. Uh, you can follow me on all social media and gaming platforms at PSVG Kevin. So thank you everyone once again for tuning in. Thank you for telling a friend. But most importantly, we ask as always that you never stop. I don't have a joke to put here. Gaming. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com slash PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content. <laughs>